What's going on guys? Sam Adams here and welcome to another episode of Cabinet today for November the 21st of 2018. My name is Samuel Adams and welcome to today's show. I hope that this done this one, excuse me, does find you well. And of course, before we jump into it, happy pre-Thanksgiving. Today is the pre-game of the big day for those that do celebrate it. And if you are celebrating, I hope that you have a fantastic time with the friends and family if that is the way that you choose to celebrate Thanksgiving. But I do want to make a public service announcement tomorrow there will be no show I will be in the middle of spending time with family slash Black Friday shopping on my cell phone and or maybe even in a target we'll see what happens might get a little wild and go out there and uh, throw a couple of punches myself just kidding don't participate in assault but for those that are brand new to the show, this is a daily gaming news podcast where I bring you the hottest gaming news from around the industry and let you guys know what is going on so that you can stay up to date on the industry that you do love. And today we got some big news that TwitchCon is going to be coming to Europe in 2019. And that, my friends, is a pretty big deal for those that are European viewers. On top of that, Steam's Black Friday 2018 autumn sale has already kicked off. Diablo 4 is reportedly in development under a curious code name. There is a Russian Nintendo CEO slash local boss kind of deal uh, that fans want to get rid of. Blizzard's Black Friday 2018 deals include big discounts on Overwatch, Diablo, and more. No Man's Sky has another update coming out very, very soon that is adding rainbows as primarily shown by Sean Murray. Woo! Star Wars Battlefront 2 adds Obi-Wan Kenobi next week, a character that it should have had since launch. Twitch is having some Black Friday deals when it comes to bits and also when it comes to a hoodie or hoodies, depending on how many you want to buy if you are in the mood for some branded merchandise to put on yourself. Black Friday 2018 has kicked off at the Nintendo eShop as well. Twitch is streaming a Pokemon marathon on Thanksgiving so that you can escape from your family, which is beautiful if I do say so myself. And if you are a fan of Tamagotchi and Pokemon, there is something up their sleeve that you might enjoy, and we'll talk about that as well. Uh, but of course, for those, as I said, that are new to the show, welcome on in. If you're listening to the podcast later on or the YouTube version of the show, I appreciate you being here. Uh, for those audio listeners, I'm sporting an orange tie today because Thanksgiving, and when else is a dude going to be able to wear orange and it be acceptable? Never been focused on being accepted, but I'm just saying. It's a good fit for today. But without further ado, let's go ahead and dive into the gaming news of the day. First off, TwitchCon expands to Europe in 2019. TwitchCon is headed to Europe next year, doubling the number of Twitch-focused conventions the streaming company puts on in 2019 from one to two. Strange way to phrase that. TwitchCon uh, Europe... 2019, I suppose, is the best way to put it, uh, will run from April 13th to 14th at Berlin's City Cube. The location was selected, Twitch said, because of its centralized location and Germany status as one of the top-performing countries in terms of both streamers and viewership. Berlin is also ideal based on proximity to attractions and accommodations and is accessibility to those traveling from out of the country, according to Twitch. Additional TwitchCon Europe details will be shared in the coming months, including ticket sales, calls for content, partner appearances, exhibitors, programming schedules, and more. The annual TwitchCon is meant to be a celebration of the Twitch community. This year's US TwitchCon was held in San Jose in October and sold out within tens of thousands of visitors, according to the company. TwitchCon Europe will feature many of the same elements tailored to the region, including an exhibitor-packed expo hall, industry and community-driven panels, meet and greets with top streamers, and more. Gonna be a big deal for those that are in that area of the world. TwitchCon was created to celebrate and inspire everyone who plays a role in the Twitch community, said Kate Jaharvey, Jahaveri, 
nailing these names as always chief marketing officer over at twitch it's a vibrant growing and global community and we are excited to bring twitchcon to europe for the first time while there will be lots of familiar elements to everyone who has ever attended twitchcon in the u.s we are taking inspiration from the location and distinct cultures across the region to ensure the experience is relevant to all of the audiences the company has not yet announced the timing or location of next year's u.s based twitchcon if you were focused on the main one that is going to be coming next year but what's going on with TwitchCon Europe? This is a fantastic move because I feel like whenever it comes to Twitch, everybody is centralized in the United States in their minds. Everybody thinks, in my mind at least, that it is a US-based kind of venture, and technically it is because a lot of the elements that make Twitch function are right here in the States, but globally, I have met many, many people via Twitch that are in other parts of the world. Uh, I have met a lot of people that thrive in other parts of the world by streaming on Twitch. It's crazy uh, the reason that Twitch is beginning to have. And so this expansion over into Europe is just kind of the next step in the evolution of Twitch and TwitchCon specifically, because the more people that you can include in the Twitch ecosystem in a physical one-to-one, person-to-person basis, the better. Uh, the more people you can get shaking hands with partners and streamers that they enjoy, the more meet and greets you can get, the more fan interaction that you can have, the better for everybody all around. And overall, this is a fantastic addition to Twitch's lineup when it comes to conventions. Uh, I have seen a lot of calls for Twitch to change the location of the US-based version of TwitchCon because it has been in California for the past years that it has existed. And a lot of people would love to see a Twitch potentially, uh, you know, TwitchCon West Coast and a TwitchCon East Coast potentially could be a pretty good idea. Maybe split it up in the way that the Penny Arcade Expo goes about doing it. Uh, I would love to attend a TwitchCon, but again, California is very far away from North Carolina and I don't necessarily want to throw around that money just for a couple of days of a trip over to the other side of the country. Now, will this actually have a large attendance ship? attendees number whatever you want to call it yes I think a ton of people are going to be going to this and I know a lot of partners from Twitch have already been talking about booking flights and planning meetups and a whole bunch of other good stuff like that so hopefully everybody will have a good safe time over at TwitchCon Europe whenever it does come around in April of 2019 and very exciting times for those viewers and for the streamers that can take advantage of this amazing opportunity However, for those that are wanting to take advantage of an amazing opportunity, Steam's Black Friday 2018 Autumn Sale has begun. You can celebrate Thanksgiving by stuffing your PC hard drive full of games, says Steve Watts over at GameSpot. Black Friday is almost upon us, and with it comes deals by the dozens. If you are in the market for PC games, it's hard to beat the annual Steam sale, which just kicked off in preparation for the retail holiday. We've got a roundup of the best Steam game deals to help you sort through everything, and it lasts from November 27th at 10 a.m. Pacific time, or at least until November 27th at 10 a.m. Pacific time. Starting now, dive into it if you've already not done so. Uh, but I would go through all the games that are offered at discounts. Of course, there are a lot of highlights here, uh, but overall, a lot of stuff is on sale, and I would highly recommend diving in and checking your wish list if you do have one set up, because you'll normally get an email that says 17 wish list items are on sale or whatever you might be dealing with, and you can see what you actually do want to pick up. Uh, now, according to these little uh, highlights that they have over here on GameSpot, the one that stands out to me is GTA 5 for 20 bucks on the PC. Uh, you do have Dead Cells for 20 bucks, Fallout 4 for 15, and Frostpunk for 20. Uh, Enter the Gungeon for $7.50, very good deal there. And as we talked yesterday about, Steam Link is down to $2.50. That, my friends, is a good deal in and of itself. Uh, so if you did want to dive in and check out some of the deals on Steam, it is going on right now. If you wanted to check out what 
they are offering and a ton of other retailers are going to be going through their Black Friday offerings as well, both online and in person in brick and mortar stores. Now I will say, in a wave of selfless promotion, I have just published a Black Friday 2018 guide that breaks down the best of the best from Best Buy, GameStop, Walmart, and Target if you did want to check it out. Now, that's up on YouTube.com slash Samuel Adams Media right now, and it does break down again all of the biggest games, consoles, and accessories that you can come to find at your local brick and mortar big box store because they've got some pretty good deals. Uh, so again, that is available now, and if you wanted to dive in and see what Steam had to offer, then you have that option as well, and we will talk about more Black Friday stuff throughout today's show. Now, in response to the fan backlash around Diablo Immortal, which I've been talking about a good bit lately, we now have a rumor that Diablo 4 is reportedly in development under the codename Fenris. Diablo 4, a mainline entry in the franchise, is reportedly in development under the codename Fenris. In a comprehensive article that interviewed 11 current and former Blizzard employees, Kotaku reported this development. Following a cancelled second expansion to Diablo 3 that was supposed to follow Reaper of Souls and the cancellation of another project codenamed Hades, many team members began working on Fenris, which sources claim is the current incarnation of Diablo 4. A major pillar for the game and its art direction is reportedly Embrace the Darkness. Reportedly in development since 2016, many who have seen it are optimistic about the direction that it is taking. Though still in early development, the game is expected to be released in 2020 or later. It's still unclear if the game will come first to PC or if it will be released simultaneously on consoles. The team has reportedly been deciding if it will keep the isometric camera angle that past Diablo games have used or use an over-the-shoulder third-person view that was experimented with in the cancelled Hades. However, recent builds of the game are reportedly isometric. Quote, there's a lot of people who felt like Diablo 3 got away from what made Diablo Diablo in terms of art style and spell effects, said a current Blizzard employee, who claims the game is aiming to be more like Diablo 2 than its immediate predecessor, and I have a feeling fans are going to be really happy about that. They want to make this gross, make it dark, remove anything that was considered cartoony in Diablo 3, make what people were afraid of in Diablo 2, but modern, said another employee. A current focus of Fenris is to introduce light MMO elements into the series, taking social inspirations from Destiny. When speaking about if there would be a strike equivalent in Fenris, one person familiar with the project said, what if we still had a core Diablo game that just happened to have a bunch of people on the map to do other cool stuff? There had reportedly been planned throughout 2018 to announce the game in January, they were still full set on. We're going to do this right, we're going to have a playable demo, said one source. By the time we'd hit May, that game wasn't far enough along. It's normal problems, things going slower than they would like. As to why Blizzard cancelled the alleged second expansion to Diablo 3 in the first place, it is currently unclear, though it appears management wasn't confident in the title following its rocky launch in 2012. The move reportedly surprised many within the team that made Reaper of Souls, which was met with a highly positive reception in 2014. However, Blizzard itself claims that it only only launches about 50% of its total projects, and if Fenris will be one of those, projects remains to be seen. The other allegedly cancelled project, codenamed Hades, was supposed to take the franchise in a very different direction. It was reportedly Diablo's take on Dark Souls, a gothic, difficult dungeon crawler. It would act as a departure from the mainline series, and many of Blizzard felt it wouldn't have ended up being labeled Diablo 4. Allegedly, the team's primary project for two years, it was ultimately cancelled in 2016 after a rocky development and following the departure of Josh Mosquera, Diablo 3's lead console designer. Other topics touched on the report include 
include Blizzard's allegedly looking at cost-effective measures while making games, a Pokemon Go-inspired Warcraft mobile game, Activision's influence on Blizzard, and personal changes, and more. And so you can dive more into that Kotaku article, but right now, Diablo 4 is reportedly in development and is supposed to be coming out sometime around 2020 if this article is to be believed. And if these gentlemen and ladies, potentially, I suppose their identities were, you know, concealed because of leaks and whatnot that will end up getting you fired, uh, but if they can be believed, should be coming out sometime around 2020. A lot to break down here. So with Diablo Immortal, the new mobile game that is going to be coming out, a lot of fans were outraged that Diablo 4 did not make any kind of appearance at BlizzCon 2018. And so with that fan backlash, Diablo Immortal is still pressing on and Diablo 4 is reportedly in development and has been reported to be in development for quite some time now, but fans are still very upset. And I do want to reiterate, uh, I was talking to a guy on Twitter about this just a couple of moments ago, that whenever Diablo was being led up to whenever it was being teased in the build-up to BlizzCon 2018, they made it very clear that Diablo 4 was not going to be announced. They said that, you know, you shouldn't get your hopes too high. It's not going to be happening at BlizzCon. And I guess people just wanted to believe whatever they wanted. I don't understand the thought process behind it. Uh, but apparently... People still thought it was going to be announced at BlizzCon 2018, and lo and behold, they weren't bluffing. It actually wasn't there. So now we have this mobile game coming that is primarily catering to Chinese players and that Chinese kind of base. And of course, this has a large potential to grow the population of the Diablo player base. And that could be a big benefit, you know, five or ten years down the road as Diablo continues to evolve. Now, I like the way this is sounding. If Diablo 4 can go back to what Diablo 2 had to offer, I know Diablo 2 was a much better response game uh, as compared to Diablo 3 and so that could be a big game changer for the guys over there at Blizzard and the fan base overall and the potential future of the franchise as a whole. But as for right now, uh, what we know is that Diablo 4 is reportedly in development according to some current and former Blizzard employees and that wouldn't surprise me in the slightest because it's about time. However, moving on to the next story of the day, Russian Nintendo fans want rid of the company's local boss. Nintendo has confirmed to Eurogamer it is investigating the conduct of Nintendo Russia boss Yasha Hadaji after footage of him verbally abusing host of a Mario Kart stream, what, was widely shared online. Quote, we are aware of a video uploaded to YouTube recently in which Nintendo Russia's general manager Yasha Hadaji is seen losing his temper during an altercation with an external vendor in charge of a Mario Kart livestream. Mr. Hadaji's conduct and choice of words are most certainly not in line with our company values. Since the video was published, others claiming knowledge of Hadaji's conduct at Nintendo have also stepped in. Nintendo has said it is investigating these other reports as well. Quote, we are also aware of further allegations that have appeared in the wake of this video and are now running a thorough investigation. We take these matters extremely seriously and will not comment further while we are running our investigation. And so this individual appears to be a very angry Nintendo local boss, and this could be a big, big deal for the Russian portion of Nintendo. Uh, now, I have ac not actually seen the video in question. I will say that, and I actually did not read this article before opening it up. So apparently what we have here is uh, verbal abuse in the form of this man absolutely chewing out whoever is hosting a live Mario Kart stream. Uh, number one, my dude, it's a Mario Kart stream. Like, reel it back in. I understand that it's your job, but it's a small-time Mario Kart stream. Yeah, like, really? Is it really worth putting your job and your livelihood on the line? Your cushy job as a local boss at Nintendo? Come on now. 
Let's be real about this. But on top of that, really just don't get mad at people over something as stupid as a Mario Kart livestream. Just my opinion here. Now, I will say uh, that I understand the feeling of anger during a Mario Kart stream or a Mario Kart tournament overall. I participated in one a couple of weeks back, and let me tell you right now, falling off Rainbow Road, some of the most frustrating stuff I have ever experienced in my life. Getting hit by a blue shell, I'd rather get my kneecaps broken. Just kidding, that might be a bit much, but when it comes down to it, this man could be losing his job, and we will see what the repercussions of that have for Nintendo as a whole. My guess, probably not that big of an impact, but still, some stuff worth talking about here. However, going back to Blizzard for a moment, the Black Friday 2018 deals include big discounts on a lot of Blizzard games, but... also Activision games as well. That's right, Black Ops 4, a bit of a discount for those on PC. Battle.net is having a Black Friday sale for Blizzard and Activision PC titles from now through November the 30th. The deals spawn across the publisher's big franchises and current titles. And going down, you've got Overwatch and a free trial from now until Monday, November the 26th. And for those looking to buy Overwatch once the trial does end, of course, progress does carry over, Battle.net is offering 66% off the Legendary Edition, 62 off the Standard Edition, and 75 off of the Digital Upgrade for current Standard Edition owners. And that means essentially you get a couple of extra skins if I remember correctly. Now Blizzard games that are on sale include World of Warcraft Battle for Azeroth for about 20% off, Diablo 3, the base game is 50% off and so are the expansions, uh, Starcraft Remastered and Starcraft 2's campaign collection and Starcraft 2 announcers are all 50% off, Heroes of the Storm is 78% off when it comes to all boosts and bundles, and the BlizzCon 2018 virtual ticket is 20% off for those that did want to get in-game items for all of the Blizzard franchises franchises that came with that digital ticket a couple of weeks back. Now the good stuff. Call of Duty Black Ops 4. Just kidding, I'm not throwing shade. They've got some good stuff at Blizzard, but Call of Duty Black Ops 4. The base game, Dig Digital Deluxe, excuse me, and Digital Deluxe Enhanced Editions are discounted up to 20% off. Destiny 2 Forsaken, the base game and the game in the Annual Pass Bundle, Digital Deluxe and Legendary Collection Editions are all discounted up to 35% off. And so there you have it. Dive on to Battle.net and get your hands on some of Blizzard Activision's biggest games if you did want to check them out. And again, a lot of these are worth checking out with without a doubt, because you do have, specifically uh, for me, Black Ops 4, which I might end up picking up because I want to play the BR mode on PC. Uh, I love the game on console, but when it comes to that you know, inventory management, it is very rough when it comes to that kind of setup. And I've experienced the same thing with PUBG on Xbox One, the same thing with Fortnite on console. It's just one of those things where I'd rather have a mouse and keyboard. Uh, but again, for those that are fans of Blizzard games, a lot to offer here. And with every Black Friday, check where you get your games, check where you spend the most of your time, and you'll probably find a pretty good deal. Now, speaking of a pretty good deal, what's better than free? Specifically, a free update to a game that got a lot of updates over the course of the past couple of years, and on top of that, a lot of discounts when it comes to price. Of course, I'm talking about No Man's Sky, which has an update that lets the entire community pursue shared goals known as Visions the update name, and a lot of new stuff is coming to the game. No Man's Sky is continuing its renaissance year with an update that not only adds some variety, but gives the entire player base a reason to join in. Hello Games is releasing a free Visions update on November the 22nd that introduces global community missions. Anyone playing No Man's Sky can contribute progress towards a shared goal, such as unlocking an eye of the Corvax helmet, fireworks, more emotes, and building parts. You'll have an incentive to play even if you've already checked off all of your personal goals, and there's also also more to do in general. Ooh, they say. 
interested deeply in what they are presenting. Hello said, it has greatly improved the diversity of planet surfaces with millions of previously barren worlds now hosting life. You can become an archaeologist and dig up alien bones or uncover dead satellites. There are more predatory and sometimes sneaky species and even the plant life can be deadlier. You'll also have an incentive to visit the most dangerous planets thanks to crystals that only light up during storms on these worlds. This is not as conspicuous as update as the abyss, but it might be important simply by addressing the bread and butter experience. One of the earliest complaints was that there was only so much you could see and experience, and that might not be an issue here. You may notice changes even on relatively run-of-the-mill planets. And so, if you want to check out the Visions update for No Man's Sky going live shortly, and a lot of new content is going to be coming to the game. Now, I will say that in terms of the time that I spent with the No Man's Sky, uh, it's just so dense and so vast, I guess is the best way to put it, uh, that you just kind of jump in and see what you want to do. Now, for me, I'm not really into these survival kind of mechanics of the game. I'm not trying to be a realistic space explorer. I just like diving in and building things, and I might go back to it at some point because I did get it on PS4, but there's just so much stuff to play, I don't have any kind of reason to actually go back to it at the current time. Uh, but for those that are fans, of No Man's Sky. This is a fantastic update, and I will say uh, kudos to the guys over there behind the scenes that are working at Hello Games on No Man's Sky, because as I said when the game kind of got a second life earlier this year, uh, it's amazing to see the amount of support, the amount of work that has gone into a game that by all means could have very well just faded into memory and never done anything significant after it did flop upon launch. But they haven't done that. Uh, they've done some amazing work. They've really brought it back from the dead. And overall, I know that uh, not as many people are playing No Man's Sky right now, but a lot of people have come back to it, and a lot of new enhancements have been added to the game. So uh, you could be one of those people if you did want to dive in and check out the new Visions update that is going to be coming to No Man's Sky. And you could even see some changes and even some rainbows on some planets you might have never explored before. Speaking of stuff that many people never explored, Star Wars Battlefront 2! Adds Obi-Wan Kenobi next week. Jedi Master Obi-Wan Kenobi is officially coming to Star Wars Battlefront 2 as part of the free Battle of Genos Geonosis. I've never been able to pronounce that at all. Update on November the 28th. Revealed by EA, Obi-Wan is sporting his younger Ewan McGregor look from Revenge of the Sith as opposed to the old Ben Kenobi watching over Luke Skywalker in A New Hope. He will be voiced by James Arnold Taylor who has previously taken on the role in the Clone Wars and various Star Wars video games. A defensive fighter, Obi-Wan wields his blue lightsaber and pos uh, possess... possesses? I believe possesses should be the actual term there, IGN, blocking skills superior to any other Jedi in the game. His defenses are combined with his high stamina and powerful chained melee attacks. Obi-Wan's defensive rush ability has him rushing forward while swinging his lightsaber, deflecting blaster shots with flawless accuracy, and damaging enemies in front of him. His restrictive mind trick ability lets him disrupt his target's abilities for a brief period. And lastly, he has an all-out force push ability, which is more focused than Luke Skywalker's in the game. And so, if you want to check out Obi-Wan coming to Battlefront 2, then you can dive into that game, and I believe it is on sale for a pretty affordable price at 20 bucks or less on Black Friday. But do you really want to dive back into it? That's the question here. Of course, when the game launched a couple of years, or I believe one year ago actually, uh, was not received very well because it was riddled with microtransactions that were very unfair in terms of gameplay. And of course, I don't mind whenever skins are overpriced because of in-game currency or using real-world money directly. Uh, I don't care about skins. That's all well and good. You, you do whatever you have to do. Make it fair, but do whatever you have to do. 
With Battlefront 2, it added unfair advantages for people that did dish out cash because of heroes that were more overpowered than those that were available in the base game at launch without grinding hundreds and hundreds of hours. And so, they changed that eventually, but too little too late. Now we have this game that is good by all means, but just not as good as it could have been if it had been this good at launch. Uh, now, my question is, why wasn't Obi-Wan in the game at launch? I know that General Grievous was added a couple of weeks back, but again, why not add it at launch? These are two main core characters for a lot of people in the minds of Star Wars fans, and so why wait until the game is essentially not doing so well in the eyes of the public to release these massive updates. I do not understand this in the slightest. But again, uh, that is just my two cents on the entire thing. You could still be digging Battlefront 2, and you should be, because it is a good-looking game, and one that just simply got a bad deck of cards, I suppose, or bad hand of cards. There's the expression uh, when it was dealt out. But again, that's just due to the poor management over there at EA. Just saying. I'm not pulling any punches on that one. But, for those that are watching on Twitch, you could be doing some bits, which is essentially a form of supporting the streamer that you are watching, whether it be me or somebody else, and you could be getting into the blizzard of bits, which has started now on Twitch. This season, get ready to spread plenty of holiday cheer. Haha, <laughs> because cheers, and that's how you use bits. Starting now and continuing through December the 27th, we are kicking off Blizzards of Bits on Twitch. Three unique deals where you'll be able to earn extra bits and share them with your friends or keep them for yourself. Plus, one of the events will help you donate to Direct Relief, a global humanitarian organization, all while you support your favorite streamers. And here is how each of these individual deals work. Now through Cyber Monday, that is the 21st of November through the 26th, from 10 a.m. Pacific time, today through 11:59 p.m. Pacific time on November 26th if you purchase 2500 bits for a special price of 25 bucks you'll also get 200 extra bits to give to a friend or keep for yourself so essentially you get a couple of bucks worth of bits for free that is a pretty good deal especially for those that do cheer a lot during streams now, the Twitch hoodie sale. Buy any Twitch hoodie from the Twitch store on December 3rd from 12.01 a.m. to 11.59 p.m. and you will receive 1,500 bits delivered to your Amazon email address on December the 5th. And this is a one day only offer, so do not miss out if you want to get some of that Twitch swag, as the kids say. And finally, the holiday season of giving, December 12th through the 27th. On any Twitch channel, whenever you use bits to cheer with hashtag charity or use the custom charity cheer mode, we, they say over at which will donate 20 cents for every 100 bits used to direct relief. You can also unlock a custom charity chat badge, and yes, the creators you support will still keep all of their normal revenue from bits. This season of giving runs from December 12th at 12.01 a.m. Pacific Time and ends on December the 27th at 11.59 p.m. Pacific Time. And so we have this big announcement, which does end up helping a lot of people along the way. Not only streamers, not only you, by giving you pretty good deals, but on top of that, this charity organization that they are helping is surely going to get a lot from these little benefits. So, if you are a big fan of Twitch, if you spend a lot of time watching streams on Twitch, then you might want to dive in and check out what is offered here with the Blizzard of Bits starting now on Twitch. And again, I'm really considering getting one of these Twitch hoodies because I have one that was given to me in high school, but it's a large, and the way that it is built is like it's big in the chest, but it's like two feet long. So essentially, it's a, it's a fat boy crop top, and I don't have time for that. So I might end up getting a Twitch hoodie and get 1,500 bits for free. We will see what happens. 
However, that is if I have money left over from Black Friday. And right now, you might be running low as well if you have a Nintendo Switch because the Nintendo eShop has kicked off a dozen of Switch games and 3DS games on sale, or even dozens, multiple portions of 12. Uh, but Nintendo is having a big sale on Switch and 3DS games on its online store, the eShop, through Black Friday and beyond. Nintendo's eShop Cyber Deals sale kicked off today, offering discounts on a bunch of third-party and Nintendo-published games, including Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze, Yes, great game. The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time 3D on the 3DS, Mario Plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle, and Hyrule Warriors Legends. A bunch of Switch games, including AAA titles like Doom, The Elder Scrolls V, Skyrim, and FIFA 19 are joined by smaller downloadable indie titles from Celeste, Dead Cells, to Undertale. Pretty good titles overall. And there is an entire list of the games that are on sale. I see Wolfenstein 2 for 30 bucks at 50% off. Uh, I see scrolling through trying to find big standouts. Shovel Knight Treasure Trove for 20 bucks, uh, about 20% off. Bloodstained Curse of the Moon for $6.99. Good find there. And a ton of 3DS games. I see Steam World Heist for $7.50. Uh, Tetris Ultimate for $9.99. A lot of good stuff here if you did want to dive into that. And again, The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. 3D for $13.99. That, my friends, is a good deal that is full of history when it comes to video game lore. Is that the best way to put that? Probably not, but you know exactly what I meant. Now, for those that do want to buy some games and completely escape from their families, then I have some good news for you because you can do that while you're watching Pokemon thanks to a new initiative over there from Twitch. Finally, a way to ignore your family via Pokemon. Twitch is offering a break from holiday madness and too much family time with a Pokemon marathon that kicks off on Thanksgiving. The platform is airing the first five seasons of the animated show, starting at 1 p.m. Eastern Time on November the 22nd. The marathon will continue until 8 p.m. Eastern Time on December the 3rd. The marathon is the latest leg in which uh, Twitch's plan is to air 19 seasons and 16 movies, an endeavor that kicked off in August. Rather than a year-long event, the streaming service has been streaming in sprint. The marathon picks up again on December the 24th and will run again until January the 3rd of 2019. And you can find that on twitch.tv slash twitch presents if you did want to watch some Pokemon. Uh, so, of course, Pokemon very popular right now. Very, very popular right now with all the new Pokemon games coming out on the Nintendo Switch. And also, fun fact, the uh, games Pokemon Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon are available at Best Buy for 20 bucks on Black Friday if you did want to pick that up. Just a little fun fact for you guys. Uh, but again, this is fantastic because a lot of people grew up on Pokemon. I did not. Uh, I have no interest in watching this, and I will be eating turkey and, as I said on Twitter, snorting cranberry sauce because I go hard on Thanksgiving. It's beautiful. It really is just a blessing and a meaty turkey-filled stuffing disguise. It is delicious. But uh, if you did want to dive in and check out some Pokemon in your spare time over the next couple of days, then by all means, dive on to twitch.tv slash twitchpresents and get your fill if you did want to get it. Now, speaking of Pokemon and getting my fill of it, Eevee is getting a Pokemon Tamagotchi. If there was a more Japanese thing, I don't know of it. But Pokemon and Tamagotchi, the digital pet that spawned a worldwide toy fad in the late 90s, are coming together. Next year, Eevee will get its own official Tamagotchi, letting Pokemon fans raise an Eevee and evolve it into eight different evolutions. Evolutions? Sure, why not? 
How you care for your Eevee and how often you give it attention will determine whether it will evolve into an Umbreon, Jolteon, Vaporeon, or the Pokemon's other forms. Even the Tamagotchi will come in two forms with I Love You Eevee and Colorful Friends designs. Bandai's Eevee Cross Tamagotchi toys will be released in Japan on January the 26th, and each Tamagotchi will cost 2,300 yen or about 20 bucks, and more details are coming on the Japanese Tamagotchi website. The OG Tamagotchi was released in 1996, and the toy line has since gone on to some more than 82 million units. Game, I, I had three of these. It's uh, yeah. They're fun. Bandai America released a 20th anniversary edition of the toy last year, celebrating its North American release. Pokemon had a pocket-sized digital pet toy of its own, the Pokemon Pikachu, which looked like a miniaturized egg-shaped Game Boy. Released in 1998, it functions as a pedometer and users walked to generate watts to feed Pikachu in order to play with it and keep their Pokemon happy. Seems similar to the way that Pokemon Go works, or even the original Tamagotchi sort of kind of worked. But you can find more on that on uh, Polygon's podcast or give it a quick Google. But as for right now, what you've got is an Eevee-themed Tamagotchi coming next year, if you did want to have that for one reason or another. But I am sure a ton of people are very excited about that, and I know that I will not be getting one of these in any way, shape, or form. Unless they become very collectible later on, then I might pick one up and pump it back out there on YouTube. I mean eBay. Or both. I can make a YouTube video and then sell it on eBay. That sounds like the plan that you go for. But that wraps it up for today's episode of Cavanay. If you enjoyed today's show, be sure to drop me a like down below. And if you want to watch the show live, it is streamed on twitch.tv slash Samuel Adams Live five days a week, Monday through Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. If you did want to give it a look, it's always a good time when people hang out in the chat. But if you happen to be watching the VOD later on or potentially even watching or listening to that makes more sense. The podcast version of the show via anchor.fm slash Samuel Adams. I appreciate you guys as well. And it's been fantastic to have yet another episode of Caffeinate under the belt. Uh, again, quick reminder, no show tomorrow because it is happy Thanksgiving. So again, to you, happy Thanksgiving as well. And I hope you enjoy the time that you do have off. And the show will resume on Black Friday, where hopefully we'll have some gaming news. If not, who knows what we'll talk about. Could be a good time. But you guys have a fantastic one. I will talk to you soon and peace.